Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Great to be with you again, Okuo Church. Right now, we are in the final week of our series about hope. Now, with it being the end of the year, we felt like we very clearly needed to lay out what hope is all about and some of the different ways we can view it in our lives. That way, we can be ready for what is to come next year. Now this week, we're inviting a friend of the church, Robbie Quintero, here to share the message with us. Robbie is the youth pastor at City Tribe, one of the two churches that helped us get Akuo Church started. Now, I've known Robbie for the better part of the last 10 years, and he's an amazing guy. As a youth pastor at City Tribe, Robbie lives his life helping middle and high school students lean on the hope that can only be given by Jesus. Robbie is also someone who gets the opportunity to regularly share that same hope with City Tribe attenders by preaching on Sundays as well. Robbie is one of the most relentless and resilient people that I've ever met. And he's someone that I don't just view as a friend, but I view him as a member of my family. And it's not just me, my wife and kids consider him to be a part of our little family as well. In addition to all that, Robbie is someone that I know will bring you an amazing word from God. So without further ado, Here's Pastor Robbie. Hey, what's going on, Akuo Church? I'm super excited to be here with you today. Hey, before we get started, let's go ahead and light up the comments with some fire emojis, some some hand claps, and let's just appreciate and thank your pastor, Humby Cervera, and Abel, your worship leader, for the amazing ways that they guys that they have led you throughout this year. I mean, just somebody standing on the outside, I've been able to see you guys serve communities, and it's been absolutely amazing. In fact, you have served my community, and so I just want to say thank you so much for blessing my neighborhood with all of the things that you've done, Akuo Church. Well, um, while you are doing that, go ahead and hit the share button and go ahead and share this to your timeline because there may be somebody on your Facebook feed or maybe on your Instagram that has to see this um, and that may be encouraged by today. And so go ahead and encourage them by sharing this um, and go ahead and tag some friends, whatever you need to do to, to share out what Akuo Church is doing. Go ahead um, and do that. And while you're doing that, let me go ahead and pray over you for a second and then we'll go ahead and get started. And so Lord, thank you for today, God. Thank you for the opportunity to be here as a community, God. I pray that you bless our time together um, and you just give us open ears, open minds, and open hearts to the words that you have to say. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, over this year, guys, you all have been taught by your pastor um, how to listen to God, how to love people, how to lead by empowering, and how to link to our community. And you guys, for the most part, have been doing an amazing job at that. In fact, if you want to learn a little bit more about how to do each one of those steps, they have tons and tons of, of content for you on their YouTube page. So go ahead and visit that to, to you know, uh, dive a little bit deeper. But um, what's significant about these four L's that I've been able to learn for my own self um, is that you know, they're only possible because of how amazing our God is. You know, they're only possible because, you know, the way that God has created you and the way that Jesus has lived this life and died on a cross for you is so that you may be renewed so that you can go ahead and walk in this new identity. And what is significant about that 
is a simple fact that no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, no matter what you say or what you wish you could take back, none of that will ever, ever take that away from you. And the coolest part is that you don't have a choice whether or not this is true about you. Because the moment that Jesus died on the cross for you and the moment that you chose to believe in him is the moment that this became true about you. Um, it's kind of like one of my favorite shows growing up. It's called Overhauling. Now, if you're not familiar with this show, it's a TLC show. It's very similar to like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, um, where these mechanics and these uh, auto designers will take these mundane, like junky cars, and they would, um, they would take these cars and they would turn them into these wonderful, beautiful masterpieces. And so lead designer Chip Foose would take this car. Oftentimes it was like a veteran or, or um, a dad, maybe down on his luck, but they would take these cars, they would transform them. And my favorite part of the entire show is when they would do the unveiling. And so oftentimes they would bring the owner of the vehicle. Again, this car was junky, dusty, you know, crusty, dirty, whatever you can imagine. They would bring them to um, this garage and the car would be underneath this like big, huge cloth. And what they would do was they would, of course, like on a count of three and they would take the cloth off and um, the owner would see it, their, their brand new car that had been renewed and transformed. And oftentimes the reaction was like, was, you know, they would take a step back. They, they couldn't believe that you know, they couldn't believe that this was for them. They couldn't believe that that was the car themselves. But something would happen where something happens in their brain where they would have to look at this car and they would understand. And, they, and the way that they viewed their car had to be renewed for them to say, you know, wow, I can't believe this is my car. And so as they would look at this car and they finally accepted and they finally believed that this was their car, they would be filled with the emotion, with the, with the reality that the once ugly, disgusting, crusty vehicle was now this brand new, incredible work of art. And the same is true about you. Okay, before Jesus has come into your life, sure, your, your life may have been mundane and, and rejected and, and unimportant or whatever it may be, but the moment that Christ enters your life is as if you had been renewed, redesigned, um, re, remastered. You are this incredible brand new masterpiece. And because of that, you can then walk into what God is calling you, especially here as a kuo, as you learn how to listen and you learn how to love people and, and you lead by empowering and you then, of course, link to our community. But the issue is, the issue is that sometimes what we think about ourselves and what you think about yourself often contradicts um, what God says is true about you. You know, so think about the way that you think about yourself right now. It's simply this. It's a battle in our mind between the um, lies of the enemy and God's truth about you. And so right now, what we're going to do for really like the next 20 minutes or so is we are going to focus on just that. We're going to take a moment to think about what we think about. We're going to take a moment to think about how we think about ourselves. And so what I want you to do is I want you to, to take this year, right? 2020, we get it wasn't great for some of us. Maybe for some of us, it was amazing. But regardless of how your year was, think about this year. Um, and I'm going to give you guys a few scales that I want you to go ahead and, and think about where you fall on this scale. Um, they're going to be very extreme. And so you just go ahead and put yourself on wherever you think you fall on the scale. And so the first one is the worry mindset versus the peace mindset. Where does your thinking fall on this? You know, are you worrying about what people think about you? 
Are you worrying about your children constantly? Do you worry about the future, maybe about money or about jobs, even health? Are you going to, you know, are you, are you worrying about how you're going to keep um, water and food on the table? You know, um, are you, you know, worrying about maybe how long I'm going to preach right now? Like, what are you worrying about? Or do you have the peaceful mindset? You know, are you peaceful? Are you resting well? Are you not worrying about tomorrow? Or are you, you know, for the most part, anxiety-free? Is your mind characterized by worry or by peace? The next one is the negative versus the positive mindset. Which one are you when uh, it comes to this scale? Are you typically pretty negative? Are you critical about people? Like, I can't believe she wore that at Christmas. Like, how dare she? Um, why does he have to be here? Doesn't he know he's the creepy uncle that nobody wants around? Like, you know, are, do you, are you typically thinking the, the worst of people? Do you find fault easily? Do you feel like maybe life is always hard and it's going to get worse no matter what? Are you negative in your mindset or do you see the positive? You know, do you believe the best about people? Do you believe that life is pretty good? You know, do you believe that the, um, that there is this goodness of God regardless of the circumstance? Do you believe that he is for you um, and he is with you? Do you believe that he is working out all things to bring good to your life? Are you negative or are you positive in your thinking? Or how about this? Do you typically um, think about the things of this world or do you have a eternal mindset thinking of maybe the things of the kingdom of God? Do you um, think about what benefits you or um, what you can get or what you want? Um, or do you think about what benefits the kingdom of God? Do you think about what blesses others or how your life can bring glory to God? I mean, where does your um, mindset, where does your thoughts fall on these scales? Well, today we're going to look at the mind of the Apostle Paul, author of a huge, huge section of the New Testament. And if there's anybody who won this battle in his mind, it was Paul. Um, in fact, he would, we would consider him as the master of his thinking. And the good news is that he wasn't always like this. And so, you know, Paul wasn't just born and then all of a sudden he just thought like, he just masters thinking all the time, never had a negative thought, never struggled with the way that he thought about himself. In fact, in his early writings, he kind of looked kind of like an emo teenager where he would say things like, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I want to do, I, 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 um, I don't do. And um, I end up uh, doing just like the worst. And he would say stuff like, who can help me? Um, who can deliver me from this body of death? I mean, he would just struggle and struggle and struggle with the way that he thought about himself. But he chose to battle and battle and battle again and again. Um, and over time, he learned how to master his thinking. And then he wrote things down so that we could walk this life um, with, you know, this opportunity to learn how to master our own thinking as well. I mean, even when life seemed completely hopeless and he would find himself being persecuted or in this prison, which, by the way, I know I have never sat in a prison and, and had to try to think about or master my thinking. But Paul even wrote these amazing things to encourage us, even in the midst of the darkest seasons of his life. And something that would be maybe too difficult for us to say, he chose to say it. And um, I want to set the tone here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where Paul gives us a blueprint of how we can master our thinking, how we can 
you know, think about the way that we think about and overcome the battle that is going on in our mind. And so he says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So let me go ahead and stop us right there real quick because I want to point out a few things. First, if you read divine power, that comes from the Greek word dunamis, which essentially means dynamite. It's where we get the word dynamite from. And so what Paul is saying is that we have this holy spiritual dynamite that demolishes strongholds. And I know strongholds isn't necessarily a word that we use every day in our vocabulary, um, but what that essentially means is just a fortified prison. And so what Paul is trying to help us identify is that we have a common enemy in the devil whose only purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And, what he, and the way that he does that in our lives is he tries to trap us in this prison of deception. And um, those lies oftentimes stick in our mind and we allow them to stay there. And those lies are about ourselves or about the way that we live, about the way that we live, the way that we treat Others, I mean, have you ever thought these lies before? Here are a few that you can't trust people, that maybe you um, can't let them know the real you, maybe that God doesn't actually love you or he doesn't care about you, or maybe God doesn't hear your prayers or, or he just doesn't want to answer your prayers, or maybe that you're never going to get over that addiction or maybe that your life it really is always going to be this bad. I mean, what has the enemy been telling you what has the devil been lying to you about that is keeping you trapped in this prison. So whatever it is, the enemy is going to lie and he's going to lie and he's going to lie to you. But this is what Paul says, you know, as we choose to face this battle and combat it. It says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take Captive. In fact, everybody type in the chat, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so today, what we are going to learn together as a community is that we are going to learn to recognize any thought that does not align itself with the Spirit of God, with what God is, you know, says is true about you. We're going to learn how to capture that thought, and then we are going to learn how to make it obedient to Christ. You know, so why does this matter? You know, why would we choose to end the year with this, with the way that we think? Well, the truth is that the life that you have is simply a reflection of the thoughts that you think. Pastor Craig Rochelle puts it best like this. He says that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. And so if you think about 2020 as the worst year ever, if you think about maybe this past week as a, year, as a, as a week that you wish was over, okay, then there's a good chance that your life is going to move in that direction. Proverbs 23, 7 says it like this, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you think that you can't, you probably won't. Or if uh, you believe that you are a victim all the time, then there's a good chance that you are going to live a life of a victim. If you, um, if you are always dwelling on the problems in your life, you know, then they are going to 
overwhelm you. But if you're looking for solutions and if you're looking for opportunities for God to show his hand in your life, then there's a good chance that you're going to find solutions and you're going to find God in those solutions and every situation. Again, it's a battle between God's truth and Satan's lies to you. Now, I want you to think about what you think about because, again, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so, are you proud of where your thoughts have been taking you? Are you proud of the way that you have been thinking? If you would have asked me this a couple of months ago, I would have said no. I would have been very transparent and very honest with you. In fact, I'm going to choose to take a moment to do that right now. So don't log off. Don't leave a kuo, okay? Because we are a community here that is transparent. And, um, you know, if you asked me this a couple of months ago, I would have said no, because, you know, we are, it's around June. We're right in the middle of a pandemic. Um, we are in lockdown. Nothing is open. My my friends are not meeting together. I'm looking at everybody, my, my students um, over at City Youth, my, my family. I'm just seeing everybody behind a, uh, a screen. You know, we're, we're Zooming everywhere. I'm Zooming with my, with my uh, coworkers. And it's just, it was one of the most lonely moments of my life. And I would say it's the closest to feeling super depressed that I've ever felt ever like in my entire being. And so um, not only was I struggling with that um, and struggling with just missing my community and missing uh, just my people, um, but then we see anxiety rates are just on, are just skyrocketing. I mean, from one year to the next, from 2019 to 2020, we, I, I see the stat that like there's 35% more people experience anxiety than last year. And then naturally, I think of the students that I get to lead and I think about, you know, how are they handling it? How are they being away from their friends or from city youth? Or how are they, you know, experiencing this life of isolation as well? And um, of course, my first mindset goes to, well, I'm seeing suicide rates creep up. I'm seeing anxiety rates creep up. I'm seeing depressed, uh, depression rates creep up. Um, and I began to, to, to get in my own mind. And I began to have all these thoughts go back and forth. And I would check my phone every hour to make sure that a student hadn't committed suicide. And I would, um, and I would check my phone you know, every hour uh, to make sure that you know, maybe somebody hadn't run away or whatever it may be. And I would constantly just freak myself out and freak myself out. And so I found myself deep, deep in this pit of just negative thoughts um, and hopelessness. You know, that's where I was a few months ago. I was not proud of the ways that I allowed my walk or my, my mindset to go. But something that I had to learn, something that helped me was this. You know, this idea of, you know, taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. But the way that you have to do that, because again, it's not that easy. It's not like it's something that you're gonna do once and then the next day, all your problems are gonna go away. But this was a daily discipline that I had to develop over and over and over again in order to make it a habit of mine to do. And I'm a, I have a long way to go. There is so much that I have to work on still in my own personal life, but I would say that where I am now is completely different from where I was. Well, God says this to Solomon in 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 7. He says this, If my people 
humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then check this out. This is a cool promise. Then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive them. And I will heal their land. And so um, the point that I'm trying to make in this scripture right here is that we are given this blueprint that when we have to go and capture our thoughts and make them obedient to Christ, it's not something that just happens. It's not something that is easy. But in fact, we have to first humble ourselves and then we get to pray and then we get to seek after God's face and then we get to turn from maybe any way that God may be revealing to us to turn from. In this scenario, it's the way that I was thinking about myself, the way that I was thinking about my students, and the way that I was thinking about God. And so, number one, you know, number one thing that you can do right now, if you're thinking like, hey, Robbie, how can I, how can I do this? How can I take the first step to make, take my thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ? Well, it's simply humbling yourself. Because there's going to be a moment that you wake up and there's going to be a moment that you are walking through maybe your work day, you're hanging out with your family, and there's going to be a thought that creeps into your mind and you're not going to be very proud of and you want to choose to, to, to take that captive. But it starts with humbling yourself. You have to humble yourself because even when you don't feel like it, you know, the way to create this as a, a wonderful, good habit is by humbling yourself and saying, okay, even though I don't want to pray right now, I'm going to choose to do it anyways um, because I need to get this thought out. And so I can't stress enough how important this is. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. And once that you have received Jesus into your life, then you have been renewed. All of these things are true about you. They're, you know, you're, the way that you view yourself, the way that God views you has completely changed forever, no, no matter what, whether you want to accept it or not. You have been brought into perfection in God's eyes, but the lies of the enemy will keep you from believing that that is true for you. So the first thing we're going to do is we are going to identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. What is the number one lie? What is the number one piece of deception? What is the barrier that the enemy is using right now to keep you from becoming who God says that you can become? I mean, right now, are you believing that you're never going to be good enough, that maybe your past is too bad? I can't trust anybody. Um, I'm never going to get the job that I love. I'm always going to live paycheck to paycheck, all of my relationships are always going to fail. I mean, what is the number one stronghold? Identify it. Put a name to it because you can't defeat something you can't define. Name that stronghold. The truth is, whenever we have a thought, whenever we think something, this pathway gets created in our brain. And so the moment that you think a thought, it's actually easier for you to think that thought. Right? It's what scientists call neurological pathways. It's something that we travel down over and over. It's kind of like when you walk across a patch of grass over and over and over, it creates this new pathway and you do it just over and over and over. The same thing is happening in your brain right now. So you think a negative thought and you don't take it captive. You will constantly be walking over the same pathway over and over and over and then you'll eventually find yourself you know going to grab a a spoon and you grab a fork instead and you call yourself a name that maybe you're not proud of because you've traveled over that pathway without taking it captive and making it obedient to 
Christ. And so what this means is when you identify the stronghold, you are identifying the pathway that you have been traveling far too long and you're choosing to take that thought and you're choosing to step on a brand new pathway that is God honoring that is that is honoring to you and that will that will be right in line with what God says is true about you you have to choose to take a new pathway and so as you find yourself thinking these negative thoughts you have to stop yourself you have to say okay that is not productive. That is not life-giving. That is not God-honoring. I'm choosing to take this thought and move it to a place that will be God-honoring. So if you had a frustrating day at work and you get home and you walk in and maybe the house is a mess, the kids are going crazy, okay, and your spouse seems overwhelmed, if your typical thought and your instinct is to yell or to be upset or to be frustrated, you have to take that thought captive Okay, and you have to choose a different pathway that is going to be God honoring, that is going to be life giving. And so when you walk into your house, you see it's a mess, you see the kids are going crazy, and you see your spouse is overwhelmed. Instead of being upset, what you do is you take that thought captive. You maybe say a 10 second prayer, ask God to give you a thought that will be honoring to him. And instead of shouting and yelling, you go and you hug your kids and you go and you kiss your spouse and embrace them. And then you begin a new path. And again, you're not going to feel like it. But if you humble yourself, then you'll be able to pray. You'll be able to seek God's face with your actions and you turn from the ways that maybe are not honoring to him. Whenever your mind says, I don't feel good about myself and there's a clear path between your mind and the fridge and the only solution is ice cream to your feelings and to why you are sad, what you do is you capture that thought and you think to yourself, okay, is what I'm about to do right now, is it honoring to God, is it life-giving to me? And then you choose a new pathway and you say, God, I'm going to choose to walk a, a way that is going to honor you with the body that you have blessed me with. And so instead of walking the path that I usually do to the fridge, I'm going to walk a path outside in your creation and I'm going to pray to you. I don't feel like I want to do it, but I'm going to humble myself and then I'm going to go and choose to walk a brand new path. When your mind tells you that you're just going to mess everything up, that I'm not good at this or nothing goes my way. That is not a God-honoring thought. It's not a God-honoring pathway. And so instead, um, you have to take that thought. You have to say, I'm not going to travel down this path and I am going to, I'm going to choose a God-honoring path. I believe that my God is for me. I believe that he is with me. I believe that he is blessing me right now, even in this circumstance. And I believe that the spirit um, of God lives inside of me. And I believe that he will never leave me nor forsake me. It's all about taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ. Identify the stronghold. What is the number one piece of deception that you are believing right now? This is what renewing looks like. I mean, Romans 12, 2 says this, or again, it's Paul writing this to us. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world or the pathways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
So identify what's the number one stronghold, the biggest stronghold this week that is holding you back from living a life that God says that you can live. Name it. And the second way that we are going to be renewed in this way, the second way that we are going to claim that new identity is by naming the truth that demolishes that stronghold. We are not going to travel the unhealthy, unhelpful path that comes from a lie, but instead we're going to travel down a path of the truth of God that demolishes strongholds. Uh, Years ago when I was an intern at my church in Austin, um, we would often have some downtime in between our responsibilities. And so we would choose as an intern group to play hide and seek. Um, Yes, high schoolers still play hide and seek. uh, And so we would play that pretty often. And you know the rules of the game. Uh, Last person hiding or last person to be found got to be it on the next round. And so um, this one particular game, I had a friend named Chandler and he was hiding in this very, very good spot in our church storage closet. Um, And so when we had all been found and we were looking for Chandler, um, we realized that he was in this closet. So what we decided to do instead of um, just showing him that we found him, we decided to put, or decided to tell him that we were going to put a chair in front of the storage closet door and that he would be locked in. And so quickly, we um, switched this game over from hide and seek to how long is Chandler going to hang out in the closet. Now, we did not put a chair there. In fact, it was one of the biggest lies that we would tell of all time. The reason for that is because Four hours went by and Chandler still hadn't come out of the storage closet. And it wasn't until our pastor came around and was like, hey, guys, have you seen Chandler that we realized that he was still in the closet? So we ran over, um, we opened the door, we found a very frustrated, very upset, very hungry um, Chandler. And um, we quickly were just like, dude, why haven't you tried to open the door? And the reason why he didn't try to open the door was because he believed the lie that he was locked in. Chandler believed the lie that he was locked in. And for some of us right now, the only lock on the door of our prison is a lie. For some of us right now, the only lock on the door is a lie. And so identify that lie, right? Give it a name. And then name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. So the question is, well, then what do we think about? Right. What is the what is the truth? What thoughts are we allowed to come into our mind that will help us demolish strongholds? Well, again, the Apostle Paul gives it to us right here in a blueprint that he writes in Philippians chapter four, where he says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. So whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I know for some of us right now, we may, thinking, we may be thinking like, whoa, like nothing's admirable and nothing's lovely in my life. You know, like I don't have anything praiseworthy. Well, if you know Jesus, if you have taken the opportunity, the moment to believe that Jesus 
the Son of God who was born of the Virgin Mary, who lived a perfect life and died a death on a cross as a sacrifice for your sins, for my sins, for all of our shortcomings, for all the ways that we feel guilty and shameful and all the mistakes that we've made and um, all the things that we wish we could take back or maybe all the things that, you know, maybe has thrown shame on us that has been done to us. If you believe that he died that death on a cross for that reason, for that sacrifice, and then he defeated death, hell, and the grave, he rose again three days later, is sitting you know, on the right hand of his father and then poured out his spirit to us so that we have the opportunity to overcome all of these lies that are thrown at us. If you believe that, then you absolutely 100% have something that is praiseworthy in your life. So think about such things. And so right now, just for a second, right where you are, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to open up your hands as if you're receiving something because I want to speak a word of truth over you right now. You know, whatever is going on in your life, whatever is, is troubling you, whatever is imprisoning you, I want you to just forget about that for just a second. And I want you to just receive this as I read these over you about what some truths that demolish some strongholds in our lives. Um, and so Ephesians 2.10 reminds us that we are valuable, you know, that you are created for a purpose, a you. Uh, your past does not define you, um, and you get a fresh start with Jesus. That you are not alone. That His Spirit is always with you, and a huge one that you're loved. You are loved. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. See, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Akuo, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. And so... Where is your thought life taking you? As you begin to walk into this new year, 2021, of course, your pastor has some incredible vision for you, incredible direction that he's going to take you. And I would hate, I would hate for you to miss out on all of the amazing things that God is going to do with the Kuo Church and what God is going to do in your life simply because you are believing a lie about yourself right now that isn't true. That is not true. Right? So identify the stronghold that is holding you back and name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Let's go ahead and pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for today, God. I thank you for the opportunity to be here together as a community to be here together as a church. God, I thank you for Akuo. I thank you for the amazing ways that you have moved um, in this church already, God. And we look forward to all the amazing ways that you are going to move in 2021. Um, God, right now, I pray over every single person that is watching this, that is listening to this, um, maybe in their car. Um, Lord, and I just pray right now that they take a moment to stop and identify what is the number one thing holding me back but then they also identify, Lord, the truth that you have given them 
in your word. And so, Lord God, thank you so much for, for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to come and die for us. I pray that if anybody doesn't know you that is watching this right now, that they take a moment to stop and believe, Jesus, that you are Lord, that you are who you say you are, and what you have done for us is true. And we thank you for that, and we receive that truth. And God, I just pray over Pastor Humby and, and Abel as they continue to lead um, this church, God, and I, I pray that um, just that we see your hand and we see you move like never before in 2021. And so, Lord, we love you. God, we thank you and we praise you. It's your name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Akuo, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a blessed week. Will all of you join me in giving it up for Robbie? Now, if you're watching online, I want you to throw some excited emojis like one of these or like some thumbs up or the clapping or, you know, like whatever it might be. Just, just give us some of the, the good uh, emojis that'll just encourage him. Uh, but seriously, thank you, Robbie, for your message today. Akuo Church is incredibly grateful for it. Now, next week, I will be back to lead you guys in the message, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, I feel like over the last few months, God has been giving our church a clear direction in how we're supposed to be moving next year. He's given us a clear word on what we're supposed to be doing. So next week, we will start our 21 days of prayer series. It's gonna be a season where we enter into a time of prayer and fasting to get us powered up and ready for 2021. Now, as always, if you need anything at all, don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms or you can go to our website, akuo.church, that's A K. OUO.church to contact us, or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, or if you missed any of the services we have done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel, or you can just listen to our services uh, while you're in the car, on the go, or on a run, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can find all of those podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Now, while you're there, please be sure and subscribe and rate our sermons. Now, by doing this, it's going to get us up in the algorithms, and that's going to help us get the hope and love of God in front of as many people as possible. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. Now, what we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering at the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there is a blessing. And we're doing exactly that at Akuo Church. We are doing our best to share our resources with the community. And, and really, what we want to do is share our resources with you. Because we get it. With the Christmas season behind us and looking at the New Year's, some of you might, might be a little short on some stuff. And uh, especially with all the tough times that we've fallen on across our country with COVID and uh, the economy just being crazy right now, I totally understand where you might be at. So right now, we want to help you out at Akuo. So if you need help with a bill or food or anything, please reach out to us. We want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during these tough times. So go to our website, akuo.church, and send us an email, or you can text us right now with that same number I just shared with you earlier, 210-901-8785. Now, if you are able and willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, uh, and while you're there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. Or you can use our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKOUO, A-K-O-U-O, 
and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Okay guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love you all and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long and that's gonna continue as we move into the next year. I'm gonna pray for each and every one of you all next year. So before we leave, let me just pray over you one last time. Uh, Jesus says, everyone clicks off their browsers, turns off their TV, puts away their phone. I ask that you would be speaking to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them lean into you I pray that you would help them understand that you are the true hope of this world. I pray that you would show them that having hope in you means that they can be patient, that they can be transformed, and that their minds can be renewed. Thank you for everything that you have done for us and everything that you're going to do for us, Jesus. We love you, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. Okay, guys, that's it. We'll see you in 2021. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.